0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Food Family Tradition. I'm your host, Lauren Taylor, and this is the podcast where we explore our culinary roots. Today, we're going to be talking about something that everyone loves, and that is bread. But not just any type of bread. We're talking about challah bread today, something that the Jewish community eats on Fridays and Saturdays, usually for their Sabbath. And it has its history all the way back to the 15th century with Eastern European Jews uh, making this bread. It's really delicious. It's something that you'll find on uh, Shabbat dinner tables, lunch tables, and then also if you are if you happen to be going out for brunch. Um, many restaurants typically have challah French toast, which is absolutely delicious, doused in, in maple syrup and powdered sugar. You just can't go wrong. It's really amazing. You can also make bread pudding out of it. There are so many different types of variations you can use with the challah bread dough and it's really fantastic. Um, now different communities have different types of bread that they make on for uh, Shabbat or for the Sabbath for the different uh, holidays. You can make your your challah bread rounded. You can make it just braided in a straight line. There are lots of different reasons for why people do um, different things. They have sh- You know, some people only braid with three strands, some people do four, some people do six. Those are a little bit more intricate. Um, Typically, I just do the three strands um, because I find that it's the easiest. It still looks good. And then usually for like um, Rosh Hashanah, which is the new year to symbolize a circle and the circle of life, another year has gone by. I'll do a round challah. I'll do it a little bit um, more ornate. I'll add chocolate chips and sprinkles and um, get really into it. And the kids absolutely love it. I also happen to love it. (laughs) It's very good. Um, My mom also makes this recipe that I'll be sharing with you today, but she makes it a little differently than I do. And eventually, if you keep making it over and over and over again, um, what happens is that you just kind of adjust the recipe to your liking, which is kind of what I've done with this. Um, Growing up, we used to actually buy a lot of our our bread. Um, And then as we got older, my mom started making more of um, this dough. And when I got married, I decided um, that I would also start making it. I had a bit of a different recipe before that was a little bit more dense, and then um, got my mom's recipe, got my hand on that, which was lighter and fluffier and um, just really good. Uh, savory, a little bit more savory. um, And you can put different toppings on it to make it your own. But this is something that is definitely a traditional Jewish food. (laughs) Um, Usually, I remember when I was a kid that my grandfather would um, say the prayer over the bread. And then rather than cutting it, And giving it to people one by one, he would rip off a piece and throw it over to us. And the reason for that is because in the uh, Old Testament, it talks about how the Jewish people came out of Egypt. And um, when they were in the desert, they had something called manna, which was um, like a Type of the type of food like a honey cake that was given to them, and um, because it came from heaven, was um, what they say. My grandfather threw it like the bread was coming from heaven, like the mana was coming from heaven, and that is why um, that's why he would throw it. And so my father started doing that, and now in my house, my husband also does it. We just find that it's really fun um, to do, and it's it's a nice tradition to have. I know that others. Um, in their homes, will cut it be a little bit more civilized, I guess you could say, um, by cutting it and putting it on plates and passing it around after they've done the prayer. Um, but in our family, we tend to kind of lob it, throw it, toss it, um, which is good. And you can make it your own, however you want to do this um, with making it. It's absolutely delicious. I love challah bread. I could eat an entire loaf by myself. I've definitely made um, my baked French toasts out of it. I've also made, um, like I said earlier, bread pudding. I've done chocolate chip bread pudding and um, everyone really enjoys it. It's a good dessert and it's very easy to make. But um, this is the traditional challah recipe that I had growing up um, that my mom made and that um, I now make for my kids. So we'll go ahead and just jump right into it. Um, You're going to need a yeast mixture, a challah mixture, and then an egg wash. So for your yeast mixture, you're just going to put in a half a cup of warm water, a teaspoon of sugar, and a tablespoon of active dry yeast. And then you're going to get the challah mixture ready, which is a half cup oil, half cup warm water, a third cup sugar, two teaspoons of salt, two eggs, four four to four and a half cups of flour, and then... um, That flour is going to depend on where you're living also. So in Florida, for example, my mom finds that she has to use a lot more flour. Here where I live up north um, in the mid-Atlantic, I find that three and a half to four and a half is fine. And that works great for our our bread. Um, And then uh, for the egg wash, you'll need your um, one egg. You can add honey, water, cinnamon if you want. A lot of these things are optional. I typically just use my egg and use that as the egg wash. And then as my topping for the challah, I either do sesame seeds or I do zatal, which is another Middle Eastern spice, and it just changes it a little bit. Um, and so it's it's really delicious. The other thing that I put in my challah mixture, which I forgot to mention, is I put a splash of vanilla in, which it just ups the flavor a little bit, and it's really good. Um, so what you're going to do first is take that yeast mixture, dissolve it in half a cup of water, the sugar, um, and then... Uh, The yeast, let it stand for about 10 minutes until it becomes foamy and it might even start to smell a little bit like you're brewing something. Um, And then, excuse me, while that's uh, getting uh, set, you're going to, um, you're going to have that in a big bowl. So you're going to have all your ingredients together and then you're going to add to that yeast mixture, oil, water, sugar, salt, eggs, and the vanilla. You're going to then mix that up and then you're going to add about a cup of flour, your cup of flour, first cup, mix that up, add your second cup, mix that up. And then once you get to the third and fourth cup, you're going to start needing to use your hands. I like using my hands because I find that I can feel the dough and I can know when it's too sticky still or when it's not sticky enough. Um, And then I can go ahead and knead that. You're gonna knead it um, for a few minutes until everything is together. Like I said, you don't want it to be too sticky. You don't want it to be too dry. Um, and so you'll need that. I usually do five to ten minutes, and I let it sit for an hour plus. Now you can let this sit for three hours even. It's going to start expanding over your bowl, um, and that's okay. Um, so what you'll do is you'll take the dough out though of that um, of where you were of where you were kneading it. And then you're going to put it in a a different bowl that's clean and has a little bit of oil on it so that the dough doesn't stick. And like I said, you can let this sit for like three hours. It will go over your bowl a little bit and that's okay. It just means that the dough will be a little bit more fluffy and lighter, which is typically what I do. Once you have let it rest and rise in a warm place, you're going to go ahead and punch it down. And then you're going to go ahead and start um, separating out the balls for your strands to to um, go ahead and make your braid, the braid. excuse me Um, once you've done that you're going to let it rest again for you can do this for like up to 45 minutes so that they get really big and then you're going to go ahead and put it in the oven I put it at 400 degrees for 10 minutes I cover it with foil after that 10 minutes and then I put it back in the oven for another 10 to 12 minutes I just want to get it nice and brown, but I don't want it to burn. And I want it to be cooked on the inside. So I, that's why I cover it with foil after. And from there, it comes out and it's delicious. <clears throat> I hope that you'll try this recipe. It's amazing. Even if you um, don't want to try this recipe, it's okay. Um, you can always buy your own. You can go to a friend's house if they're making it. It's something, though, that's very traditional. It's delicious. It's delicious. And it's well worth the time to make. You can also make other things out of it. It's just, it's worth it. So this recipe is going to be on foodfamilytradition.com. And I'm also going to go ahead and put some pictures up on Instagram and um, as well as how I've made it. And hopefully you'll try this recipe. You'll enjoy some challah bread. And then maybe you'll get to have some challah French toast, some uh, challah bread pudding, and just really enjoy this traditional Jewish food.